Hello, everybody. Okay, important question for you. What if there were only two things you need to know and do in order to be wildly successful? By the way, this is the No Excuses podcast with Alana Banks and Ryan Montes. And this is the uh, Inconceivably Awesome Coaching Podcast for Inconceivably Awesome Coaches and other people who are interested in what we have to talk about. Okay, Alana, you wrote something I found interesting the other day. By the way, welcome, everybody. There's two ways I know if you'll be wildly successful. Alana, what are you talking about? And what are these two ways? Reason number one, or I guess way number one, is that you're willing to look foolish. You're willing to do something, say something, create something that's, you know, maybe going to put your neck out there a little bit, maybe going to make people turn heads or raise an eyebrow. And that's okay. The second one is that you see failure as feedback, which means you're not afraid of failure. You know, you're not afraid to try something, get some feedback and course correct if it didn't work out the way you maybe thought it was going to work out. So those are my two obvious signs that I look for when I know someone is going to you know, really be successful or not. Just to recap, you're willing to look foolish and you see failure as feedback. Okay. So these are important. These are things that I've heard before. I like the way you put it that, you know, that when you're working with people, if you can see these two qualities in them, then that's, you know, then they're ahead of the game. And if you can't, I I guess from the sounds of it, it's something that needs to be cultivated, right? Um, They're willing to look foolish and seeing failure as a feedback. So I want to just I think for this episode, let's just unpack these two things and what do they mean? Because I know both of them for a lot of people are actually going to be, could be polarizing and might be when we really unpack what these mean, these might be tough pills to swallow, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I, I am inclined to agree that if a person sees failure as feedback and is willing to temporarily look foolish, um, they really are ahead of the game. Okay. So let's tackle one at a time. You're willing to look foolish. What does that mean? What does that mean? So a person is willing to like dress up as a clown and, you know, be ridiculous and just run around the streets. That's the recipe for success. Yeah. I mean, within reason, I think what it really shows is that you have courage and you have bravery when it comes to just, you know, trying new things, trying something that maybe you've never done before. I used to work in public relations and... (laughs) Uh, I represented Paramount Home Entertainment. So basically all the DVD releases of of the Paramount movies. And we were doing a special appearance at Casa Loma with Dora the Explorer. (laughs) We were releasing um, Dora the Explorer DVD. They flew in the costume from LA and the person we hired to be Dora for the weekend was sick with the flu. And so I ended up having to be Dora for the whole weekend at Casa Loma, which if you're not from Toronto is a, is a big kind of castle downtown Toronto. It's a, it's a place where people go. It's a tourist attraction. And so there I am for two days straight being Dora the Explorer, meeting and greeting with all of the uh, wonderful little kids that were coming in at the time. Dora was like massive. And this is something that I kind of felt a little foolish, a little silly being Dora for the weekend, but, you know, it really showed that I was willing to put myself out there, step up for the team and turn what could have, you know, potentially been like a really bad situation into something good. And I was willing to kind of look silly, look, 
you know, foolish as Dora the Explorer, but I was happy to do it. And it allowed me to shine in my then career. And I've done that over and over and over again as I've built my businesses. It's just something that you need to have inside of you. You need to recognize that you can do anything and be willing to look a little silly while you're doing it. I think for me, you know, this statement, you're willing to look foolish, really means like you're willing to go through the very normal and natural process of mastering some skill or some thing because it's highly unusual and highly uncommon to jump from not doing something to being excellent at it. Like, especially, you know, and this is a podcast for coaches, right? Like I think some people, whether they realize it or not, expect to jump from being not a coach to being an awesome coach with a million clients. And then when that doesn't necessarily happen at that, you know, in that overnight rate or, you know, that hyper fast pace, they feel they've done something wrong or they failed. And really, you know, there, you kind of must go through that transition period where like you're growing your skills and you're practicing and you're becoming better and better. And there are going to be times where, where, you know, you're imperfect and there's going to be times where you might feel or look or literally be foolish. Right. And it's, it's a person's, you know, and you use the word willing, it's a person's willingness to endure that, which is going to determine whether they make it to that next stage where they are competent and they are no longer appearing foolish. Right. But, you know, it applies to every skill, every sport, every occupation, you know, there's going to be a time where you're not great at it and you're growing into who you're going to be. And this, you know, I think it might seem, or when you really think about it, it's common sense, but how many people get hung up in that point where they're like unwilling to, you know, be bad at something for a little while before they're good at it. And instead of enduring that, they just eject, they just leave. Yeah. And I like what you said there too, around kind of like wanting, you know, starting off being a coach and then wanting to like accelerate to someone who's already been a coach for 10 years. It's hard to do that overnight. And like to my door, the Explorer example, you know, I could have said, oh, I'm not getting paid for this. I'm not, you know, this isn't part of my job description, but I was willing to do whatever it took to make the six, make the event successful, get praise from the client, whatever it might be. And the same thing goes with when it comes to entrepreneurship and like becoming a coach, you're going, you're going to have a masterclass, a webinar, something that you've organized and no one is going to show up for it. Yeah. Or maybe one person or two people. But the thing is, is you have to recognize and shift your mindset to a place where, you know what, this was meant to happen the way it's happening right now. These two people were meant to be here. And mm. this is this container that we've created was meant for us. Just like us creating this podcast, we're going to make mistakes. Things are, yeah. you know, the first couple of episodes, what are we, episode two? You yeah. know, maybe people aren't going to listen to it and that's okay. But if we keep going, if we keep looking foolish, if we keep coming on here and talking about stuff, eventually people are going to start listening. But if we give up, then, you know, like they say, um, most people quit three feet from gold. I think I heard that, that yeah. quote recently. Yeah. And you've just really got to keep going and you've got to keep putting yourself out there. Even if you're feeling a little foolish, even if you're like, oh my gosh, no one is listening. No one is showing up to my webinars. No one is showing up to my masterclasses. You know, if you stop, then what happens? You fail. Then that's it, game over, right? (laughs) So those of you that are listening, if you hate this episode, make sure you wait for episode 10, 15, and 20, because 
you know, we need to grow through our foolish part. No, it's actually pretty good so far. But anyways, um, I agree with you. I agree with you, Elena. Okay. Um, you're willing to look foolish is is metric number one. And I think we've kind of unpacked that. And I think we kind of have proven our case, I think, when it comes mm-hmm. to you need to look foolish or you need to be willing to look foolish out there, coaches. And, you know, Alana gave a really good example. Sometimes you'll do stuff. One of the things that I say is when you're growing your coaching business, you need to be willing to talk to no one for a while. You need to be willing to be putting out content and saying stuff and doing presentations to what feels like nobody. You know, sometimes you'll put put out content, no likes, no comments. The secret is probably people are seeing it more than you think because there's more people that consume content and don't leave any mark, such as a like or a love or a comment. So sometimes that feeling that we look foolish is only a feeling in our own entity. And it's we actually look quite good to the people who are watching. Okay, so other compelling statement that you made, Alana, you see failure as feedback. And I think we hear this sometimes as there is no failure, only feedback. What does that mean to you? Yeah. So, you know, this really goes back to, you know, being willing to look foolish and recognizing that if you fail, if no one shows up, if no one's listening, if no one's liking your stuff, you know, that's just feedback for you. It doesn't mean that you're failing. It just maybe means your content's not compelling. It just maybe means it didn't land with the people who are watching. It could mean the audience that is following you is not your audience. And it just means like a few tweaks to find people who do care about what you're saying, right? So I think it's really important to just eliminate the word failure. I mean, for me, when I started my business, I used to own an online fabric store. You know, for me, when I started that, and this was a major secret, I wasn't even a sewer. I didn't even care about sewing or quilting. And Oh my um, goodness. (laughs) How dare you start a fabric company not being a sewer? I know. You know, I just saw an opportunity. I saw an opportunity and I went for it. Obviously, at that point, people thought that I was really into quilting and sewing and would ask me all these crazy questions. And like, I just had sort of backup people that I would take these questions to. Failure for for me was just never an option. I never even considered that I might fail at doing it. I think that takes you a long way. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect, that I think that I can't fail, because certainly I did fail many areas of, of, of my endeavor. But I always just looked at everything that was happening as feedback. Yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. Again, you know, to me, it, it makes perfect sense. To me, it makes perfect sense. There's no such thing as failure. There's only feedback. Because if we look at, you know, perceived failure, just as data, I mean, it just tells us, you know, what's not working, right? It was, I think it was Edison, Edison, who, you know, failed to invent the light bulb a thousand times or something like that. And then on a thousand and one, it worked. If he had, you know, after the first hundred attempts been like, well, this is a massive failure. There will never be light produced from electricity. I mean, imagine probably somebody else would have eventually invented light bulbs or something similar, but how much it would have delayed the development of that technology, right? But, you know, Edison looked at it and just said, you know, here's another way that I'm not getting the result that I want. So I know that's something to stop trying and start trying something different. And, you know, again, to bring it back to being a coach and growing your coaching business and helping people and empowering people, there's going to be stuff that you do that may not get the result that you want, 
But I mean, it's probably a great idea to just look at that as evidence of like, okay, so that behavior produces this or doesn't produce this. And I want to produce this other thing. So let me remember that and try a different behavior. Right. Um, versus, you know, sad to say a lot of coaches fall into this trap where they try something and then they, and it doesn't get the result that they expect and they just accept failure and presume, Oh, well, I just don't have what it takes or just not cut out for this business or, you know, this won't work for me is another, you know, famous limiting belief that people have this don't, this won't work for me. But when we have this reframe of there's no such thing as failure, it's only data, it's only feedback, it's only information to use to be better as we move forward, then also there's no such thing as quitting anymore. Only the choice to stop doing something that is unfulfilling or the choice to keep pursuing a worthy goal. Totally. Yeah. I think, well, this this all comes down to, to that persistence and perseverance. You know, I would say those are other qualities that I would look for in someone who is successful um, because they're not willing to quit. They're willing to keep going. So if you go back to when you're a kid and they're learning to walk, a kid learning to walk isn't going to just be, isn't going to get up and fall over and be like, no, I, you know, the whole walking thing, that's just not going to work for me. Yeah. Just not for me. I'm just not in clearly I'm not cut out to be a walker. So yeah. yeah. So I like to kind of like go back to that example because as children, we're open to anything. We're open to trying new things. We're open to standing up and falling over and like figuring things out. And that sort of goes back to that childlike wonder, right? So if we can approach our coaching businesses, approach our entrepreneurial endeavors as children with that childlike wonder, with the knowing that eventually we're gonna be walkers. <laughs> Yeah. Eventually, I'm going to get up and I'm going to be running and I'm going to be playing soccer. You know, I think you really just need to approach your life with that mindset. And so when I think of, you know, you see failure as feedback, I think of that childlike wonder. I, I think of that child who's learning to walk and who is mm -hmm. going to stop until they are running around the backyard, keeping going. And maybe that's the third one. It's that persistence, that perseverance and the persistence of continuing. Yeah. Perseverance, continuing, not giving up, not quitting and doing so selectively, right? There's a difference between a tactical retreat and just throwing down your arms and giving up. When we come to the realization that something really genuinely is not for us, or we do not like it, or it is, it is not fulfilling, you know, it's not quitting to just choose to go a different route and stop doing that thing. The difference is you know, am I stopping because it's too hard or I couldn't figure it out, but I still wish I could do it? Or am I stopping because I have zero interest, interest to do this thing? If it's because you have zero interest, then great, go spend your energy and time and money, you know, doing something you're passionate about. But, you know, if you're quitting or you're stopping exerting effort towards a goal that you still believe is worthy and that you're still passionate about, it just means that you don't yet know what you don't know. There's just some piece of the puzzle that you know, is still unknown to you. And once you find that, it's going to unlock, you know, all that potential and all that forward movement towards your goal. And I think coaching industry is a lot like that. There's a lot of people, you know, and Alana said, people, you know, miners stop digging three feet before they hit the gold. And there's a lot of people in the coaching industry that are like that. They're so close They're on the brink 
of really empowering other people and really bringing tremendous value to the world and in turn being compensated well for it. And they stop, you know, when they're that, when they're that close or they coast when they're that close instead of really, you know, doubling down on their efforts when they need to be doubling down on their, on their efforts. Right. Thoughts on that. And I think it's so easy, right? Because we get into, especially when it comes to coaching, because it really has blown up, I would say in the last, like, couple of years, especially with like Instagram and, you know, you're literally seen inside of these people's businesses. And, you know, you have to remember, especially if you're a coach starting out, you know, you're comparing yourself to people who have been doing this for like five, seven, nine, 12 years. Yeah. And it's, it's so easy to do that right now because of Instagram, because, you know, we have access to so much And so you really have to put everything into perspective. It's really important to check yourself and and remember, like, where have you come from? It's never too early for massive success either, right? You never know when you're going to step into signing five or 10 new clients in one month, right? You never know because it's not just based on how long you've been in the business, right? There are many factors that, you know, that contribute. If you're willing to look foolish and if you're seeing failure as feedback, you're going to accelerate your results because you're willing to show up and do something that's going to maybe make you feel a little bit uncomfortable. You might flop at that, but you're going to pick yourself up a lot faster too. Yeah. If you're in this frame of mind, which is then again, going to accelerate your results, which could then lead you to like blowing up you know, quickly. So yes. I'm with you. I'm with you yes. on that as well. But also, you know, you have to, I guess there's two sides, right? You also have to, if things aren't happening really, really quick, don't let that be the thing that's going to make you quit either. Um, yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Okay. I think probably that's it for this one. Right? Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, I would challenge anyone listening to maybe put yourself out there. Do something that you have been avoiding. Think about, you know, what's preventing you from doing something and just go and do it. Um, yeah. And I know that sounds easier said than done, but it is going to bring you results and yeah. it will bring you success. Yeah. And just, and, and you know, and ask yourself, where have I, not taken a risk because I was afraid of looking foolish. Where have I stopped putting in energy or effort because I had a perceived failure when in fact it should have been just a perceived piece of feedback and data? Ask yourself, look back over, you know, where you've placed your energy and efforts in the last months and or years and and have that honest moment of introspection and, you know, and analyze it. Um, because you may find something worth revisiting, or you may just shift your own identity a little bit such that you you are less risk averse and willing to look foolish and, you know, um, willing to, you know, see the feedback in the disappointment as opposed to labeling it failure. Exactly. Yeah. And this really comes back to limiting beliefs too. So if you're answering these questions, as we're asking you right now, and you're coming up against some roadblocks, maybe this is your sign that it's time to talk to a coach. Now might be a good uh, time to just remind people if you specifically what Alana I do, Alana and I do, and I think I can simplify it. If you want coaching, talk to Alana. 
if you want to be better at coaching, talk to Ryan. Does that sum it up pretty well? I love that. Yes. Cool. <laughs> All, right. All right. So we'll leave it there for today. I'm at Ryan Montes NLP on Instagram, ryanmontes.com. And Alana, where can they find you? At Alana Banks Coaching on Instagram and Alana Banks on Facebook. And cool. we will see everyone next time for episode three. Sweet. All right. Thanks, Alana.